Oh my goodness. We are in the building. Listen, season finales are here, man. What's going on, everybody? And welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition, another installment, another episode of Great and another interview of the Black Men Win Podcast with your boy Tyler Pagai. This is episode 35. We have been doing 35 episodes, which means I have interviewed 35 amazing, um, talented uh, black men, working black men. Um, um, and and, and, that, and that, that's that's a blessing in itself. Um, I'm really proud yes. of that. You know, I'm really proud of that. And uh, again, we have another one for you today. And uh, I'm not going to waste no more time because I'm really excited for this one. Um, and, and per first question, you know, as we, as we do here on the black men win podcast, per first question, we're going to allow our, uh, our guests to introduce himself and gas himself up. You feel me? Tell the people who you are, my brother. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, <laughs> but my name is Chris. Uh, I am a nationally award-winning, uh, spoke. Spoken word artist, uh, a part of a team called Foreign Times, second largest poetry slam in 2014. Uh, I'm a TED Talk speaker. I'm the author. I am a playwright. I am a screenwriter. Uh, the writer of a film called Dory now showing on BT Her. Wow. Uh, I am uh, a certified uh, That is my passion mm-hmm. uh, to... Uh, Talk about healing and to closest to that healing. Um, and that's who I am, man. Chris James, uh, a father, uh, soon to be husband. Yeah. Uh, hey. And, Turn up on that, man. You know, so that's who I am, man. You know, right here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, hey, shout out to the ATL. Hey, man, I got some people uh, in ATL, man. Shout out to the ATL, man, for real. Oh uh, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful city, man. Listen, man, I I appreciate you for coming on the show. Um, I think hopefully we're not lagging with the with the sound, but we'll get it together. It's a little choppy, but it's all right. We'll get it together. Um, but nah, man, I'm 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 excited for you to come on the show, brother. This man is a TED Talk speaker. I've watched his TED Talks. Amazing speaker. Um, very intelligent, very educated. Um, and I'm always down to have a conversation and and to talk to black men when especially when it comes to our mental health. Um, you know, a lot of us <laughs> a lot of us in the community we've we've seen or heard a lot of others, uh other black men in the community, shout out to y'all, but there are some of you guys who just say, Man, I don't need therapy and y'all talk about mental health too much. I take that as a badge of honor in a sense. Um because we haven't, yeah. you know, we haven't talked about it enough. Um, we're just getting to the point, maybe in the last five years, and if you want to say maybe last three years, um, on a mainstream level, where we've actually got to the point to have conversations, um, true deep conversations of mental health, um, and I mean not just the surface level conversations. I mean diving deep into those mental com- uh, mental compartments of mental health for the psyche of, uh, of black people, 
uh, black women, black men. And, and it's been an amazing uh, to see, you know what I'm saying? So to everybody that's just saying, like, we took too much. Oh, fooey and hush, man. We need these conversations. We need to yeah. be challenged. We need to learn and we need to absorb. So I appreciate you, man, as an educator, um, as somebody um, who has done a lot of speaking and an award-winning poet. This is Chris James, guys. <laughs> And y'all didn't let and see. I don't, I'm not gonna let it slip through the cracks, right? Y'all did hear that that man is, um, I believe, uh, screenwriter uh, for BET. Her, he did say that, did he not? I'm sorry, did he not say that? Yeah, y'all thought y'all thought I'd be just getting some people out here. No, 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 no. Like these are these are everyday black men, Joes who are out here doing the damn thing in in their respective fields. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like, screenwriter for BET Hurt, that is amazing, my G. That is amazing. That's crazy. Like, BET Hurt, and BET Hurt is a great platform, especially for specifically black women, right? And for, I think, I think it's always amazing to me, and it warms my heart when they have black men in their writing, and and producing because for me that tells me hey black men are trying to understand the fabric of a black woman and again not just on a surface level so that is amazing bro congratulations give him a hand clap you feel me oh, yeah. yes sir yes sir our guy is out here listen chris we got a few questions to ask you um on the docket today and um usually here at the black men win podcast we talk a lot about um our mental health and one of the things that i know about black men coming up or just now just going through my journey and and, you know walking in my truth and my purpose um is that we have kind of five i like to call them the five ferris wheels of our emotions the mental the physical the emotional the physical and the financial Right. Um, These are five Ferris wheels that I believe. As we continue to move in our path and in our truth and in our purpose, we are continuing to focus on the latter three in the uh, in the forms of spiritual, mental and emotional. Now. Right. Um, I think we have um, been kind of focused on the latter two, the first two in the in the physical and the financial um, but I also see us kind of moving in that direction to kind of incorporate the latter three into our lives more often. What would you say to that in terms of are we focusing more on the latter three? Are the first two as of importance? You know, so, oh, oh, of course, it, it is important. But how important do you think we are putting um, or how much energy do you feel like we are putting into the physical and uh the financial uh opposed to the latter three yeah um and i wanted to say something uh in regards to your initial statement of this uh the, the interview out uh you mentioned men uh saying man y'all blase blase and i just want to say something quickly about that we're talking about mental health so percent of the suicides that happen in the black community are committed by black men mm, and boys. Right. A- across the spectrum, men are four t- times more than women. 
Right. So that that's all. That's a lot. That that alone is why men emotional health and mental health and and depression and suicide way more. All right. Um, you know, I I saw a post yesterday that said uh, uh or twenty nineteen mm-hmm. that were two times rise in homicides. Wait, say that again. Say that. Say that a statistic again. That, you went out. That time, more suicides than homicides. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, so when you think about that, man, this mental health crises are are real, right? You know, and they're not, you know, poor people doing it too. You know, it's it's people who appear to be happy too, right? Yeah. You know, uh, so this many conversation we should be having uh, in our community. Um, but as it relates to to the man, I um, you're right. You know, I uh, I, I run a, a fellas mixer, and uh, a group of black men we meet once a month. Five Fs. Mm-hmm. How can we as black men show up better in in our fitness? You mentioned those too, right? Um, how can we better in, in the ways that we, the ways that we are friends, mm-hmm. in the ways that we show up in family, right? Right. So we talk, um, you know, and that spirituality piece and the mental health piece and at the amount. So that I, I believe that, yeah, traditionally most men their wallets, right? Right. Right. They focus right. Even when we're even a woman in relationships, we're leading with our wallets, right? Instead of our right, right. we should be leading with our emotional intelligence, right? Uh, emotion, all right? Uh, and not just financial, and not just the, you know, uh, and focus on the physical. Uh, what I see is not so much focusing on in a healthy way but focusing on physical pleasure right right um i often see in our culture especially for black men you know uh focusing on the physical enough when we're when we're talking about our fitness and the ways that we take you know you know uh like i i hate to see you know black men oh 30 with bad knees right, you know uh, right right you know uh 40 with you know with you know what's what you call them the beer bellies or, yeah. or whatever <laughs> right. like you know facts no, so, so you. when you say when you, when you say we focus on the financial and 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 the physical I'm like, and we're not focusing, focusing on any of these areas well enough mm. in math Ooh, talk about I, it. I, I like, like that. Yeah. Some of us in pockets. There's a pocket of us, a handful, a handful financially and, you know, and physically and spiritually and emotionally and mentally. Yeah, in mass, we ain't doing enough. I mean, think about how right now, if you get on Eventbrite um, and you put in women empowerment events, 59 million of them. You're right. Men ain't doing you're right. Men aren't getting fast and saying, hey, brothers, each other, we need to do this. We need to sh- trade 
you know, uh, advice on finances. We need to trade conversation about how we're investing in our mental health and an important thing to even be considering, right? Mm -hmm. We need to be getting together and talking about business instead of how we can pull up on the next young lady and just have in our, in our life experience, right? right? So, so yeah, so, so yeah, traditionally we the physical and the financial in very unhealthy ways and the other three ways very obsolete and but i think they're all important i think you hit on so many good points i was about to hit the gunshots when you was when you was talking because you was you was you was you was hitting on some points like we don't and we're not hitting all of the areas in critical mass when you said that, I was like, Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> like I was like, because that is that is the truth, right? Um, and I think you to your point, you like you said, there's a there's a there's a subsection of us, you know, that are in, in the pockets that are kind of trying to make sure. And I've always said this on my show, and I've just said this through life: if you're trying to make an attempt. If you have the mentality to say that I'm going to do, I'm going to in my mind and in my heart, I'm going I'm going to make sure that I'm better 1% each day to be better. Then I think as 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 Chris said so elegantly as a critical mass, we can hit those areas and 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 work towards building as he as he so graciously said being better friends, being better fathers, being better husbands, being better boyfriends, being better partners, being better sons, being better godfathers, uncles, all of that. You understand what I'm saying? Because we have a generation coming up. And this goes into our third question, Chris. We have a, th we have a generation coming up after us. This actually goes into our third and fourth question. We have a generation coming up after us. And we see, I know you see. Right. Mm -hmm. As a father, up and coming husband. I know that you see a lot, especially with a lot of us as black men dying. Right. We just recently saw mm -hmm. that takeoff pass. We just had the recent passing of PNB Rock. These are young men, Chris. Takeoff is my age, Chris. No cap. Takeoff was my, like, I, I mourned his death. I cried because I grew up listening to Migos. Like, Migos is probably one of the best super groups of, of, uh, in rap, you feel me, over the last 10 years. You can't deny that. Whether you like them or not, their music has just been dope. Everybody loves Migos. The fact that this was a man at, at 28, 28, Chris, gone. Yeah. I'm looking at our generational patterns, Right. And I want to ask you to a mm -hmm. third question. What are some of these generational patterns that you are seeing that maybe are positive, you know, that we are trying to change and try to move in a better direction? But what are some that are just kind of still bubbling up on the, at the surface from deep within those negative ones that we kind of have to shift and change? Uh, man, so super, super great question. Uh, yeah, man. Also in in Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, right. not Little Rock, but uh, 
got murdered as yeah. well. Yeah, I see you that. know, mm-hmm. rest in peace. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and the thing about it is, um, you know, killed by somebody who looked just like him. Um, so, you know, all these deaths should be affecting us too. Yeah. You know, I cry, I cried when George Floyd when I yes. saw that. Yes. You know, literally, literally, literally. I cry. I'm like. I'm like, why am I crying? Like, you know, I was, it, it, I was, um, you know, and this one hurts just as much. Every single one hurts. Yes. You know, a young man post, he said, uh, nobody is going to protest for this man's death. I think mm-hmm. we, uh, I think we, we got it all wrong, man. Like if a white off, he'd be protesting, we'd be angry. Yeah. So we have to question our, our mind angry enough to protest when a black man kill a black man enough to protest when a white man do it. Like mm-hmm. you ain't got permission to do it. You it's like, talk. it's usable when we do it. So like so that, that, that's what I'm hearing. Mm. What I'm hearing is we don't get angry when we do it to each other because it's normalized. Right. Right. So, so here, here's the thing happening. It's happening because we need to heal. As, as a black people, we need to heal. We only group people where you were here. As, I'm in prison because I killed a man, man, because because the fool was looking at me crazy. Right. Yeah. Or the fool called my me, and then I slapped him, and yeah. then he hit me back, and then I shot. And then we fought. I choked, right? Yeah. Like think about, think about the 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 mind, right? What that says is that we are people who who hate us, who hate each other, right? Like I know black men who who escalated for years by their bosses, right? Right? By by check. But will fight, cuss out, choke their family, just cracking a joke on them, or, 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 or making them feel whatever in, in, in a brief moment. Somebody that they genuinely love, the men rocking with for years, of anger and aggression towards your boss or to uh, a non-black person, blatantly disrespecting you. Mm. Why? really need to break down you know and have a conversation as a community what's going on how do we feel about each other and why do we feel these ways about each other and and I think begin in that space mm-hmm. there's healing that needs to happen uh, you know on, on on why it's happening and and that's my thought on how some no because I, oh Man, Chris, you you hitting it on the nose today. You hitting it on the nose today, Chris. The fact that and 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 that's the part that we don't talk about enough, right? I love protesting. I love a good protest, especially, you know, when it's injustice being done. But to your point, mm-hmm. and I never heard it like this. And and it got me to thinking, I'm like, you're right, right? To your point, 
we do not take accountability for our own people killing our own people. In a sense where we're not protesting, as you said, you know, white man kills George Floyd. We out here in the streets going crazy. Black man kills another black man. Turn around, go to work in the morning. Because, because, because the mindset about people is with me, you know, will kill Jeremy. Ah, that was supposed to happen. Mm. Don't go back. But was it though? Was it supposed to happen though? Was it supposed to happen though? See, this is why these are the season finale episodes. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay. Because, see, we're talking right now. Was it supposed to happen, though? Is it supposed to happen? See, we've been, I believe we have been so fabricated and conditioned to think that it's supposed to happen that if we even bring up a simple fact of, yo, that's wrong, black man. Why did you do that? What you mean? The automatic, it goes from, and it's a, and it's a weird cycle. It goes from protection to... To then, oh, I'm arguing with you, to then excuse, to then I did what I did, and then the cycle then continues. I love my black see, man. I love my See, what's happening? Yes. Know, I love see, Go ahead. I'm sorry. What's happened is, what's happened, Ty, is we've been tricked to believe the lie. Mm-hmm. Black men are monsters. That black men are a threat to be, and we need to be protected from them, right? Right. Uh, oh my God! And even we believe it. Yeah. So when other black men come around us, we feel even feel feel safe. Yep. Right. Oh, when Damn, when yep. other so <laughs> so, so yeah. when when white officers inter- encounter black men. We hear it all the black boys. They automatically look at them little black boys, these black men. So here we are believing the lie. Right. So when we haven't encountered black men, so we believe the lie so, so much that we can't even pause to say the same, bro. Right. I love you, black men. Right. We the same. So we we police in our own selves like, like we monsters and like we threats to each other. Right. You know? Like we don't work for them, man. Like there's no reason Nipsey Hussle's boy should have shot him in the head. Absolutely. There was nothing. That was that was nothing. You know, there's no reason off uh, takeoff should have been killed during a dice game. I know. Nothing happened in that moment that was that serious. No, nobody was that threatened. Nobody. No need for that. Nobody. But nobody. but it, it all comes down to the fact that, man, <laughs> we just don't love our need to love ourselves, man. Like, we have to, to love ourselves. Facts. And, and, that's just a, and that's just across the black culture, period. Right. Like, those will mess up your food a thousand times, but you won't get on your and make bad reviews about them or get about them mm. with a black Talk your shit. a black wrestling mess and you counsel them forever. I ain't never going to Mama B's no more. 
Sorry, y'all. I you gotta had to, love each other, man. I had to throw something at my cat. My bad. <laughs> my cat likes to be vocal during my podcasting sessions. And um, I'm like, you need to hush. But um, no, you you are uh, you are so right on that. Um, because it one, we haven't I think in our in our in our time right now, we don't get a chance to mourn. We don't get a chance to, you know, even think about it or even have that immediate thought to even you know more we we did at one point but i think with the adventation of social media and invention of it and how it has been fabricated into our culture and everything we don't get that solacenessness to kind of just mourn our celebrity you know people that we that we're fans of or even just people period you feel what i'm saying people who are dying at a rapid rate um i think you were hitting on so many of the answers for our fourth question uh, Chris, because, you know, when we talk about when we was talking about generational patterns, it goes back to the generation behind us. Right. And the generation behind them, you know, um, there's a generation of black men who I've said are intelligent. This generation behind us are intelligent. They're emotional. They're emotionally in, like capable more than what we probably were at any point in our time. You know, we're kind of, in a sense, learning from them. They're the new tech experts, the, you know, but also they're looking up to us because now we're the fathers, we're the mentors, we're the teachers, we're the educators, we're the professors, we're the doctors, we're the lawyers now. We're the ones pouring into them. So my fourth question to you, and I think, again, I think you answered it a little bit, is what do we have to do as black men to continue to preserve and 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 uphold uh the next generation that's coming up after us to be in, in intentional relationship with each other wow that's it you know I, I think it's simple as that you know we need to be in intentional and you know I always say man what what is love? Love is is a verb you do. You know, to love someone is to do the work to understand it. Mm. Right? Yep. You know, sometimes you have a general uh with generationally disconnected. Right. Um connected from each other. You know, and and these culturally incompetent to each other. Like I don't understand y'all, you don't understand us and, and we Right. So I think it's important that we're intentional with each other. My 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 best friend, I'm thirty three, my best fifty. Oh wow. And one of my, my mentors is fifty one. Okay. Uh you know intentional about being in relationship with each other right. because we're clear that we all get something from you know Absolutely. like my like my homeboy dr kirk he's 50 51 years old from him you know he's he's a clinical psychologist he's mm-hmm. you know he divorced. i done been married and divorced you know i got kids he got kids you know i done been on child support you know i'm on social media doing all the all these things 
he doing, you know, he's, you know, doing, you know, we come from two different worlds. I'm right. From Little Rock, Arkansas, he's from Chicago. We're aware that it's something of value each of us can get from each other because because we come from two different types of worlds, right? Right. Um, about having a relationship. And I think, you know, I think that's the answer. Right. You know, you know, one of the ways to grow uh, is to be a copycat. Mm-hmm. Happens is, and I, what happens is, many of, everybody is a, a copy of, right? We're like these smorgasbords of things and people, like, like all your ideas, the way you is because of a whole lot of other people that was before you. Right. But what happens is we we act of all these people and things, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So when we when we, when we become right, because you accidentally a, a part of your, you know a little bit of your mama, a little bit of your daddy, a little bit of your your, uh, your neighbor that you saw all the time, you're a little bit of your big cousin, right? And it's just kind of a habit. You know what I'm saying, ooh. I want to take a part. I want to take that part of him. I want to take that part of her. I want to subconsciously. Right. But now that we are, now that we are aware, I always tell people cats. Right. So I want you, so so you so you look at professor next door neighbor and you say, man, I love how how he treats his wife. Mm. Bam. So you take some of his like, oh, I, I love how how Jeremy be investing in real estate. State. Let me take a little real estate, right? So now you become copies of all these, these people, right? But um, you do the work to have in, intentional relationships. And I think that's how, you know, we can uh, begin to solve that problem you just mentioned. Got you. No, I, I think that's, that's that hit spot on right there. That was spot on. That that. that. I ain't got nothing else to say. That was it. It's it's really about being intentional um, and making those relationships. And again, to you said love. Um, I think we don't know. A lot of us probably, you know, don't know what that true meaning is, what, what real love entails. And as you said, it's work. It's, it's, it's understanding the person's flaws and being with them through through the thick and the thin. You feel what I'm saying? And really getting down and dirty and understanding who they are. Um, that's love. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? And so that, that yeah, yeah. everything you said was spot on. Last question, Chris. Um, black men win. What does that mean to you when you hear that phrase? Uh, the first thing that comes to your mind when, when, when you hear black men win, what does that mean to you? First off, I love, I love that that saying. You know, it implies that that victory and and that and that winning is even possible for us, right? You know, and that it makes me feel good. You know, when I hear black men win, right. I, I, I similar uh, a similar. Uh, movement. I, I think about their name. It's, it's called. Their, so when I hear black men win, I hear the black man can. Right. For the black man. Oh, shout out to black to man can. Yeah, and, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's possible that that black man 
can win and a black man can be happy. Right. That that black man can love. That black man win. I think about Jason Wilson's, um, you know, his his movement. Um, yeah, the man cave. Shout out to him. Yes, sir. Yeah. That we should strive to be Right. Mm -hmm. You know, because a lot of us as men, we become prisoners, emotional incarceration. We've become prisoners to uh, this masculine mandate, mm -hmm. right? Men, meaning that we only, we've been supposed to show up this way. Right. And in all the ways we, we gotta, we gotta exist in us because femininity exists in us too. Yep. Crying exists in us. And to be held exists. These are all thoughts and emotions that exist in us too. So right. when I, here, black men here is that it's possible for us to be comprehensive men and to, and to be that is in us to be, and that's what black men winning looks like and feels like. All right, yes, sir. <laughs> Listen, Chris, we appreciate you for coming through, man. You dropped a lot of gems for us today. We appreciate you. We thank you. Uh, we applaud you for everything that you can do, uh, that you continue to do for the community, uh, for your community specifically in Atlanta and all, all the other communities that you touch and all the people that you, um, um, you know, that you touch on a daily basis and everything like that. And, and, and to your edu your new book, that's how, you know what I'm saying? And to your mental health advocacy, man, continue to be that light, um, that guiding light for so many of us who are um, looking up to you, brother. So congratulations again for everything. Uh, where can where can people get, you know, where can people find you? And you know what I'm saying? How can people get the book? You know what I'm saying? I got, I see you got the book in the back. How can people get the book? You know what I'm saying? How can people find you and whatnot? Let them know where, where they can find you, bro. Uh, man, uh, people can find me at, uh, by putting Journey, Chris James Journey uh, in your web browser. In your social media, I'm Chris James, and I'm on a journey. Uh, and you can find my book, uh, The Bout, and get some healing. Um, again, you know, we all about pushing people to get off the healing process. Uh, so people can get this book by simply going to get.live, L-I-V-E, getoffthecouch.live. So get off the couch.live. You can get connected with me directly there, and you can get the book in your life's book and get connected to these resources that are available throughout this book. You know, a lot of us realize that we don't know how, where to start, what resources are available, or what resources we need to begin process in this book. But we got the answers. So we're having a conversation about this healing process. So that's dot live, L I V E. All right. So thank you all so much. Uh, uh, for you know, for little some light into your darkness in any way, uh, and let's keep being being all we need to be to heal. And that's it. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, we got the uh, uh, the website down at the bottom. Get off the couch. Live. Make sure you go cop his book and make sure you go follow the Chris James journey on Instagram and all social media accounts. And again, thank you to everybody that is listening and watching. 
Uh, we appreciate you. We love you. If you're watching right now on the THC Media Network, we appreciate you. Be sure to follow us on uh, on on YouTube. Subscribe to us, all 296 subscribers. We appreciate you. We love you. We thank you. And to all of those listening, be sure to continue to share love and like and comment. You know what I'm saying? And subscribe. Um, and those for your first time, please subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. That may be uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. It doesn't matter. We're everywhere. Google Podcasts, everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So we appreciate James again, Chris James again, for coming through and giving us some great words of wisdom. And again, our last uh, podcast of season three will be uh, two weeks from now. So listen, again, these are the season finale episodes, and they are not uh uh they are not um you know for the faint of heart so i appreciate mr chris james for coming through again and this has been another one yo we out of here y'all be good stay easy be breezy stay warm out here in these streets all right y'all be good Mm -hmm. love y'all peace